1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kasterman. Time for our weekly White Sox chat. And as we do each week, we're going to bring in the fabulous Scott Merkin. Merk, uh, the White Sox, they've been struggling of late. As we record this going into Tuesday's game against Cleveland, they've lost seven of their last ten. They scored just 29 runs and hit 207 with runners in scoring position during that span. What do you make
1: of the last week, week and a half of, of poor play for the White Sox? Well, you know, kind of the hot-button issue out here has been the number-two hitter. Jimmy Rollins has been the number-two hitter for most of the season, and, you know, he's kind of been up and down not great numbers and a, had a clutch hit against Cleveland in the doubleheader on Monday. But, you know, as people are pushing for Jose Abreu to be number-two or for Lowry to be number-two or Melky Cabrera to be number-two. Melky Cabrera serves a big purpose in the middle of that order right now. But I don't think it's so much number-two hitter, you know, because I don't think if they find the right number-two hitter, the lineup's suddenly going to go nuts and go ten for twenty with Rodden's World Position as opposed to, you know, four for twenty one as they were during the double header against Cleveland. I just think it's a more complete type of lineup they need right now. And one of the big things is Jose Abreu is struggling and he hasn't had this kind of prolonged struggle in his two years and two months of his major league career. And, you know, they're not you know, as much as they have other good players in that team, Frazier and Laurie and Cabrera and Eaton, they're gonna need Jose Abreu to hit to be successful. And I'm not talking 40 home runs and 120 RBIs, but they need him to produce close to what he's in the last two years then to be successful.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, his struggles lately have been struggles on top of a slow start. He's, he's five for his last 25 with eight strikeouts with runners in scoring position over his last 14 games. Uh, for, for the season in general, not just this this last couple of weeks, but the season in general with the Mark, you think it's uh, – is it being pitched differently? Is he?
1: Is it just a slow start? What do you make of uh, when you when you dig into it? What do you think's going on there with Abreu? I think both, and I think he's pressing a little bit, you know, mentally now, trying to maybe drive in five runs with one swing. But I, I think the key thing with Abreu is that you know he's an elite hitter in Major League Baseball because of the fact that he's got a load of talent, but also because he's got a set routine that he follows, and maybe he tweaks it here or there and adjusts it, you know, month to month or week to week. But he's not going to panic, you know. He does the same thing whether he's over twenty-five or twelve or twenty-five, and that's a good thing, you know. Robin Ventura gave him a little bit of a mental health day the last game of the Kansas City series. He came out and hit the ball hard in the game one victory, not as much in the game two loss. But you know, he's still a, he he's still a good hitter, and I think he's just kind of kind of ride it out. You know, you don't you don't want to be too cliche, but someone eventually is going to kind of pay for these struggles because he has been. You know, such a good player over time that eventually it's going to even out. So I think uh, things will be fine with him. He's just got to stay with it, keep working, and I know he'll do that because type player in person he is. Mark, I know you caught up with the White Sox last Cy Young winner, Jack McDowell, and uh, often
0: Chris Hale is, is compared to Randy Johnson, but there's obviously some uh, Jack McDowell comparisons to be made as well as far as uh, uh, body type uh, coming into professional ball and that sort of thing. Uh, what, what did Black Jack have to say?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. Rob, who played with – Rob Ventura played with blackjack and then coach manages – I'm sorry, uh, you know, Chris Sale. So that they both had that, you know, that intense competitive streak. They both pitched with a little anger. But I think Sale's dialed that back a little bit. And I think that's what helped him as much as anything else, and he's talked about that this year, is that he's not pitching in anger anymore. He's not getting frustrated by giving up a hit and then trying to throw it through the catcher on the next pitch and then all of a sudden maybe he's giving up two or three hits. But I think, you know, they have that same style. They have that same style where they attack and go after hitters. And that's what McDowell pointed out, that, you know, Sale always had the ability. Sale always had great talent. But now he's more of a pitcher. He's more of a veteran performer in there and understands what he's doing more, and that's what's made him so good. He said the last time before this weekend when they had the this is the 25th anniversary of U.S. Cellular Field, so they had, you know, some players back this weekend, Jack McDowell for Hernandez, Lance Johnson, Tim Raines. And he said the last time before this weekend they had talked was uh, Chris Sale asked him about the team wanting him to put on a little bit of weight, and Jack McDowell said he understood because he weighed about 175, 180 pounds when he was pitching. And he said, hey, if you feel good, just go with it, and that's pretty much what Chris has done so far. You follow that advice too, right, Mark? I do. I do. Hey, you know what? When you get to be my age, it's a, it's a fight every day, you know? But, hey, I'm working. Much like Jose Abreu, I'm working hard You're every it. day and trying not to change up my routine too much. Absolutely. Uh, White Sox
0: still working to uh, piece together the back end of the rotation, and uh, I know he took the loss, uh, didn't get much support, but Miguel Gonzalez had six strong innings against the defending champs over the weekend. That had to be encouraging for them.
1: Yeah, Miguel Gonzalez made his, you know, I thought his best start uh, as, as a member of the White Sox, and I think he's pretty, you know, secure back there for the time being, and Matt Latos had a nice start against the uh, against the Indians. You know, I, I think they'd like them both to you know keep working deeper into games. But if they can get the starts they've had from the last couple of times out there, they're, they're going to be okay. And, and Carlos Rodon, who's you know a very talented young pitcher who's kind of been up and down by his own admission this year, has has pitched well his last couple of times out. I still would say though that you know bullpen arm and another starter is is on the list of things Rick Hunt is looking at along with a left-handed bat. The question is. Where do you get them from? Because while the system is greatly improved over the last three or four years, they don't have a ton of players to trade away. So do they trade someone off the active roster? As an example, maybe Al Garcia, and and does he have trade value? But yeah, I think right now and as constructed, they're they're doing okay with Latos and Gonzalez in the back end of that bowl, uh, back end of the starting rotation.
0: All right, there you have it. That's the latest from Scott Merkin. We want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extra, Chicago White Sox edition.